Welcome to the Speak Up Talk Radio Network. I am Pat Rulo. Today, I'm thrilled to share a recent Firebird Book Award-winning author with you. She is Karen Gruber, and her winning book is titled When Lions Roar. Karen is an international number one best-selling award-winning author, inspirational speaker, and leadership development coach for purpose-driven women entrepreneurs. She has helped hundreds of women get crystal clear on how to structure their soul-aligned business so they can magnetize their dream clients and earn explosive, consistent income. Karen's clients create successful, authentic businesses that are fulfilling and financially rewarding. She is a Feminine Power Certified Transformational Coach and Art of Feminine Presence Teacher, sharing her life with her husband Jim and daughter Jamie, presenting her message to other women, and traveling the world brings her the greatest joy. The book titled When Lions Roar is Karen's debut fictional work. She says she is freakish about Christmas lights and loves to play Baccarat, and I'm happy to share her with you. Welcome to the network, Karen. Thank you so much, Pat. I am. I woke up this morning. And I'm like, I get to do this today. Like, how exciting is that? <laughs> so thank you so much. Oh, you're so, so welcome. I love Christmas lights, too. In fact, the sun is shining, but I have them on right now in my office. So how's that? Oh, yay. I love it. <laughs> I actually always keep a couple strands up all year long. So if it gets cloudy and rainy, sometimes I turn mm-hmm. them on and feel very festive. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, congratulations on the book win. Thank you so much. I I have to uh, share just a quick, like, your awards were the very first outward recognition that I received for this book, and it was, like, the pinnacle of of inner fulfillment and being recognized in this way. And truly, truly so grateful for the opportunity to submit my book and to have someone review it and, and, and recognize, you know, I thought it was a gem, but as an author, sometimes you're a little too close to your own work and, you know, they're all your babies. You love them all. And uh, it was really, really thrilling. Oh, thank you for saying that. I've noticed throughout these years doing this is that winning that first award or getting that kind of recognition really spurs some authors on to really realize their potential and they become so much better once they get that little bit of affirmation from an outside source. So I just think it's such a positive, such a positive thing. So I'm I'm happy you voiced that to me. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right, a debut novel, When Lions Roar, before you give us a peek inside, what prompted you to write it? <laughs> um, God, I, I it truly, um, the story unfolds, my story unfolds. There was a business program that I wanted to participate to become a better coach. And a huge part of that business program was writing a book. And for years, I'm like, I don't want to write a book. So I didn't participate because I, you know, like I said, so much of it was heavily focused on writing your book and marketing your book and all of this. And I thought, well, that's just going to be a huge waste of time for me. But then I started getting whisperings like, well, what if you wrote a book? And what would that experience look like? And what would that mean for you? And all these things. So I took the plunge, took the business course 
Worst case, I thought going in, I get to spend a week in beautiful Hawaii for the actual writing retreat portion of it. (laughs) And I went and had no preconceived notions of what was going to come out or what was going to happen. And I just, while I was there, I received this incredible download. Um, A lot of the book pulled from my personal experiences. My family and I actually did travel to Africa and I was completely captivated by it. So a lot of that came through in the writing. Um, but it was, it was one of those miracles of life, um, that, that was born in Hawaii. Oh, Karen, I love all of that. Um, you know, just, the, <laughs> I love it because there was resistance on your part. And yet there was some openness somewhere that, you know, allowed that to keep trickling in where it gave you the thought, well, maybe. And then I'm sure it has made you a better coach. Having written it, do you feel that it made sense to make that book writing part of their course? Yes, totally. It, it, uh, one, it was a huge healing process in preparation of writing the book, the actual writing the book. I had to confront a lot of things about myself and my relationships and how I was living my life. And then the thought to actually put it out in the world where people could see some connections and being judged and, you know, all the things that you worry about. Um, it took a lot of personal courage throughout the whole thing. You know, if you've ever written a book, Pat, you know, like there's just so much that's wrapped up in it, whether it's fiction or nonfiction and um, really kind of getting over myself and the fear of being judged was, was a big piece of, of getting it out into the world. Oh yes. It's, it's a difficult thing. My first book was about a, my mom's experience in the hospital and, and it was, Oh. A bit of an expose on what really goes on in healthcare. And mm. to put that out there, I thought I am going to get some flack, which I did, but it, it really propelled me to do so many other things like radio, my radio shows and speaking events and, and more books and, and training. So yeah, I, I think when there's that level of fear, that's almost a good sign to say there's, there's good things to come if you could walk through that fear. Yes, it just really opens the floodgates, doesn't it? And like, if I can do this, I can do pretty much anything and, and helping my clients open those gates and, and find their voice and share their voice and, and really become the woman they were meant to be. I mean, I feel like this book was such a catalyst for me in terms of really okay, this is who I am, like it or not, <laughs> and <laughs> and really unveiling all those layers of pretense and, and false, you know, identities and, you know, all the things that we try and put our, put our, our best face, but maybe as a false face out into the world and, and, um, letting all of that go. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, um, as you know, it's just so healing and so um, progressive for a person to be able to share their stories. Mm-hmm. And as a leadership and transformational coach, this gives you so much credibility to say, I I did this. You kind of walk the walk and talk the talk. And, and so now you're not, it's not a hypothetical. It is you. This is true. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Excellent. Oh, wow. 
I always love when I ask a question and it takes us into such good places. <laughs> you never know what's going to come out of the other person's mouth. I love it. I, I, You're very bold, Pat. <laughs> I learn so much, too. I always do. All right. Well, now, given that we have a little background here, maybe then give us a peek into the book. Tell us a little bit of the storyline just to tease our, our listeners. Yes. Well, I have always been intrigued with the continent of Africa. It just has been very mystical and magical in in my mind, and I never thought I was going to have the opportunity to go there. But in 2015, my husband's family, they have some family members that have been there multiple times, and they love to go on safari, and they were like, if you're in, just, you know, you pay, you pay your portion, but we'll do all the planning. And we were like, oh, my gosh, well, if you can take a six-year-old, if we can bring our daughter, she was six at the time, we're in. And so they had mapped out just this incredible trip for two weeks of going on safari. And then we spent an extra week um, in Cape Town. But the being on safari was so it, – it was – I don't even have words to describe it. I tried to use words in the book, but <laughs> but it was so magical and so unreal, like anything I had ever experienced before. And it really captured a part of my soul and a part of my heart. And I no clue a book was going to come out of it, but it, it I knew it was going to somehow change my life profoundly. And the um the story itself is about a family who goes to Africa because the husband is sent there on assignment and he wants his wife and daughter to join him and so the our our lead character Maggie is a woman who has become very wrapped up in her identity as a wife and a mother and has somehow lost herself her own true self along the way and I think this happens to many of us. I know I was like consumed with being a mom when, when my daughter came along. And as, although I loved it and loved being a mom, I had really lost myself. Like people are like, what do you like? And I'm, I couldn't even answer them. I was, you know, well, I like Disney princesses and I like, <laughs> I like Fisher Price. Um, but I didn't, I didn't remember what made me me. And so it's really this story of the mom rediscovering herself through tragedy because um, in the early parts of the book, the daughter goes missing and uh, her marriage is falling apart, drinking too much, you know, all these things that happen. And it, um, it's really a story of redemption and reclamation, and there's kind of a fantasy parallel story that happens in the middle of the book, which is very interesting, but the themes are very similar. It all ties together quite beautifully, and then, um, of course, you have to read it to find out what happens at the end, um, but it was so fun to write, absolutely so fun to write, and since receiving your award, I have received several others, and it just, you know, I think, personally, I might be a little bit biased, but I think it's a fabulous book club book, and there are all kinds of fascinating questions that come
come out of the things that happen in the book, the situations, the characters, the the behaviors, you know, what would you do in this situation? It makes for a really lively discussion, to say the least. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, how about your characters when you were writing them or did they write themselves? I always am fascinated by how characters evolve and come about. Yeah, um, I would say a little bit of both. Like the characters revealed themselves to me and definitely, like I mentioned, a lot of my own experiences and, um, you know, things that I had done and, and choices that I made throughout my life showed up in some of the characters and in some of the people that I know that are in my life are certainly influences on how the characters evolved. Um, so I would say a little bit of both. When someone writes a book that's loosely or maybe not loosely, just based on themselves, that uh, now they have the ability to tweak and turn things about them that maybe they wish they were or maybe they wish they had done. And so it's almost like a way to live your life again through this character. Yeah, yeah, that is, that is, you know, I had never thought about it like that. But now that you're saying that, like Maggie, for sure, is some of the best parts of me, and definitely some of the worst parts of me. Um, and I, I got to create a scenario where she certainly um, worked through a lot of her issues much more quickly than I ever did. <laughs> um, but still, you know, a lot of the same feelings and a lot of the same challenges and the hopelessness at moments and you know, all the, the dark things that I think we all, whether it's losing a child like in the book or if it's just our own trauma that we experience in life, um, we all hold some of that darkness and, and how we choose to come out of it is such a powerful narrative of our own lives. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, I think um, Maggie did a much better job than, than I have, but it's something for me to shoot for. <laughs> That's right. I love that. Um, so it was a bit of a healing journey. You mentioned that earlier, a bit cathartic, mm -hmm. I would imagine, for you to write this book. And and did you see changes in yourself after writing it? I, I thought I did. I saw changes in myself, mostly I would say in the regard that we, meaning all of us, are much stronger and much more resilient than we give ourselves credit for. I think we are so quick to beat up on ourselves for any, you know, whether it's a big mistake or a little mistake or a bad choice or a horrendous choice, we're so quick to beat up on ourselves for that. And instead of really recognizing our little victories, our big victories, um, I think I'm in a much more positive, celebratory mind frame. Like when things work out, it's like, yeah, you really did do a good job with this. And not in an arrogant, you know, way, like I know everything, but hey, you did a really good job here and you should recognize that you did that. And um, instead of always looking for the 
for the bad or the the negative or the mistakes and um, trouncing on ourselves <laughs> and piling on the negative criticism. I would say that's probably been the biggest the biggest change that that's shown up in my life. Yeah, to give ourselves permission to be proud of ourselves. If we're not proud of ourselves, why would anyone else be? And so that's a good good feeling. And it's not an arrogant thing to do to be proud. You do a job well, or you come through adversity. And why not be proud? Yeah, why not? Now your cover, I was always so attracted to the colors or the, the design of the lion. How did the cover come about? Um, the cover came about, I did work with a designer for the cover, um, who came highly recommended. Um, believe it or not, I, I think it is just stock, a stock illustration that she found. Um, but I love it too. And, and she had presented me with, gosh, I want to say like 20 options. And this actually was not my first choice. But when I put it out to my community and and presented a couple, you know, I had narrowed it down and presented a couple um, for for them to vote on. And, you know, which one would you be attracted to? This was like the overwhelming mm-hmm. uh, pick. And one of my clients said, you know what I love about it, Karen, is that it's so intricate and it looks almost woven yes. and it looks, you know, it makes me feel like, how our lives have all these different things weaving through and in and out and the complexity of life. And I, I mean, she was just like, Oh my gosh, I need you to be my publicist. <laughs> she was so eloquent with what she was sharing. And, and I love lions. Like I, I think I was a lion in another life because I am obsessed with the lions. And so it really, I feel it really speaks to my audience and it really does speak to the complexity of life. I agree with your friend 100%. I had to really, I, I, I really do. I had to look at it really closely. It made me, it made me feel like a real, um, advanced, almost like a pencil drawing or something like a, not a, yeah, not a, yeah, not like a, those ventangles or something. Yeah. Yeah. Not a color by number, but you know, something, something like yeah. that where, where you were, had the really sharp pointed pencils and you were just doing those tiny little lines. Yeah. But, but then when she says fabric and weaving, that actually explains it a little bit better. I love it too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so the title, When Lions Roar, did that occur to you during the writing? Did you know that was going to be the title? How did you title it? Um, that also was another download. It was just like, um, we did, you know, the, the leader of the retreat took us through lots of meditations and one of the meditations was on what is the title and it just came through and it was like, okay, yeah, of course it's called that. <laughs> wow. Have you been able to be open like that now on your own? Was it something that happened only on that retreat or was it something you were able to transfer into your daily life? It it has transferred beautifully into my daily life. I love to write. And so when I am writing for either marketing purposes or a blog or an article, um, it has definitely, it's like permeated myself and is now just the way that I write and it's very um, flowing and 
you know, I'm sure some of your listeners may be writers or a lot of them are writers. Um, if I could share, you know, one tip, it would be just write. Just let it flow. Don't critique. Don't force it. Just let it flow. Whatever comes, just get it out on paper. There's time for editing later. Um, but we always, you know, at least my style of writing up until I learned this uh, different process was, you know, I'd write a sentence and try and make that sentence perfect. Mm-hmm. And then I'd go to the next sentence and try and make that sentence perfect. Mm-hmm. And it was so disruptive because I'm just critiquing all the time. But when you just write, you literally put your pencil to paper and don't stop. It is incredible what comes forth. That is so true. Yeah, it's very stifling to write, like you say, sentence by sentence, especially when you're getting this divine download. You don't want to. You don't, <laughs> don't want to interrupt that. <laughs> don't interrupt the divine download. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So I I love writing now. I mean, I never thought of myself as a writer until this experience. And I absolutely love it. And it is so, it's so helpful, like journaling and just writing things down. And then you don't have to worry about them anymore. You just get them out of your system and it clears so much. Um, I think it has probably saved me thousands of dollars in therapy. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't that the truth? (laughs) and who knows maybe others it might have saved them thousands in therapy just reading your book yeah maybe that would be wonderful it would it would (laughs) so what kind of feedback have you been getting from readers um you know i feel like there are probably lots of people out there who just don't get it and that's okay but the women that it has resonated with it has just been incredible, the feedback, and it's so fulfilling. I mean, you know, I obviously had a lot of help from creator and source to to bring this forward, but just to know that the right people are reading it and they are getting something from it, I can't even tell you how many Oh, how many women have been like, you know, nobody talks about because a a component of it, as you know, is this emotional, verbal abuse um, that some women endure. And like nobody's talking about it. And it's often seen as, well, that's not so bad. At least he's not hitting you. Right. You know, right. And it is so insipid and so destructive to someone's psyche and their self-esteem and their identity. And I have had so many women say, I didn't know this was happening to other people. Mm-hmm. And I now understand that I'm not crazy or I'm making a change. Um, my um, Someone that works for me was like, oh my gosh, I, this is going on every day and I didn't even realize it and I'm moving out. Oh, wow. <laughs> so it's, um, it's really, uh, you know, that was, that was not the intent when I, when I set out to do it, but I'm thrilled that it, it was highlighted throughout the book so that other women can recognize that it's happening and it's, it's not normal. It's not okay. You know, people shouldn't treat each other like this. And you can do something about it. You can make choices. So that has been probably the the biggest impactful feedback that I've received. You know, 
Karen, this book was a, a winner, no matter what, if you enter it into a contest or not, because you became the winner just yourself personally, that healing journey. Mm-hmm. And then the women that yes. are, who are, who are reading it and, and having such a profound impact on their lives, uh, you know, now they're a winner be, for having read it. So, wow, I just got chills. Mm, thank you. Yes. Like it, it was so interesting. Like I said, that was not the intent, but just the fact that it's starting conversations yeah. and it's getting people to think. And there are definitely, um, I mean, I've read it, I don't know how many times and I, and I just recently released an audio version of the book. So, you know, going through all the editing and you have to read it again and again, and it's a difficult read at, at moments and it can be, very um challenging for someone who is experiencing this but um if if you the listener are hearing this i would strongly recommend that you just keep going because there there is hope there are you know things in it that you can take away for the better um it's not all doom doom and gloom And I can see why you are a successful coach. Maybe tell us a little bit about your business. We have some time. I, I'm just fascinated to find out what it is that you do to oh. help women. Yeah. Sure. Thank you. Um, so I work with purpose-driven entrepreneurs. And so these would be other coaches, healers, artists, you know, service-based providers who have a mission in this world. And... What I found through my coaching is that, um, particularly women, and, you know, this is nothing against men or, or male bashing or anything like that. Like, we so need the male counterpoint in our lives that, um, I just prefer to work with women. Um, a lot of women don't value their work. They assume that because they're good at it or it's something they can do that they should be giving it away for, for free. And I want women to really stand in ownership of their brilliance. And I teach them how to do sales, how to price their products or programs or services so that they can be financially rewarded. Because what money does for us is it allows us choices. And for me, the biggest choice that I feel a woman should have is into or out of a relationship. And if she doesn't have the finances to make it on her own or doesn't know how to generate finances, then oftentimes women are stuck in a relationship that is not healthy for them, that is not fruitful for them, that doesn't allow them to thrive. And I want everybody to have that choice. Thank you. Thank you for the work you do all the way around here. It's it's so needed and important. Maybe now let's just stop and share your websites um, and where folks can find out more since we're talking about this. I don't want to save it for the end. Sure. So the um, website, which has my contact information on it, is Karen, K-A-R-E-N, Gruber, G-R-U, B as in boy, E-R, coaching.com. So Karen Gruber coaching.com. Um, my email, if you just want to send me a note and get connected right away is Karen at Karen Gruber coaching.com. And I would love to hear from, from your listeners and any, any resource I have that I can help set you on your way. Or if you're needing something, I'm always happy to refer to, you know, other people that I know or whatever you're needing, if it makes sense for us to work together. Um, I just, 
I love what I do and I want women to love what they do and it's really important for the healing of our communities, of our families, of ourselves, all of that. So um, it's something that I, I see myself doing. Um, you know, I'm 50 coming up on I, I, uh, 52. I just had my 52nd birthday and I see myself doing this for a really long time because I love it so much. Oh. Thank you, KarenGruberCoaching.com. So what's next for you? Any new books? Yes. Um, you know, I, I I loved what I wrote, um, but I honestly think that my, my next book is going to be a nonfiction book, and it's going to be for young women, uh, teenage girls, and it's called Sacred Sexual Education. And... I just, um, I feel there's a need for it in the marketplace because everything I've been able to find to share with my almost 14-year-old daughter is all very clinical and it, it doesn't celebrate the sacredness of being a woman and what that all means and how um, sexual relationships can be beautiful and, and um, prosperous in the sense of very spiritually fulfilling, but nobody talks about that aspect of it and, you know, how, how to determine when is the right time. And yes, the mechanics and, and the clinical stuff is all very, very important, um, but I'm coming at it from a very spiritual perspective and um, self-love and self-worth and self-esteem. Oh, I love this. Be sure to share it with us when you're ready. I will. <laughs> you guys will be the first to know. <laughs> <Yay>. <laughs> well, my friend, anything we missed that you wanted to highlight today? I, I can't even imagine what it would be. I think you, you've just asked me some so in, incredibly in-depth questions, and I really feel like I've gotten to share what I'm all about and, and what the importance of this book and Oh, it has been an, an exhilarating 30 minutes here. <laughs> Doesn't it go by fast? I can't believe it. Wow, it sure does. Feels <laughs> <laughs> like we just got here. Oh my gosh. All right, so we're talking with Karen Gruber and her Firebird Book Award winning book is titled When Lions Roar. Website, KarenGruberCoaching.com. So many reasons to read this book and share with others whom you know who might benefit. So. Karen, thank you for today. I was looking forward to it, but then it just exceeded all of my, my expectations. So thank you so much for you, who you are, and how you're helping people. You are so welcome, and thank you so much as well. 